Yo, what's up guys, it's been a while. Um, I'm not going to lie, y'all. I feel like just podcasting on my own today and just talking some shit in it. You can click off now if you want to or listen, I don't really care. This is just me using it as an avenue to spout some utter bollocks that's been on my mind or just talk about topics that I feel like are like important to me at the minute. And I think I'm going to start with Z Jim. Like, yo, my mental is so much better since I've been in the gym. Like, I I can't even explain. Like, if you took me back eight months from now, yeah, like eight, seven, eight months, six months, who, who cares? Just something along those lines. And just, like, look at my, like, look at me on Twitch and, like, you know, how happy I seemed and, like, was killing it on Twitch, was doing really well. Um... And blah, blah, blah. You know, like, it was a lot, it was what a lot of people, like, fucking really looked toward as a goal, man. You know what I mean? Like, I think I sat on, like, 2,400 subs the one month. You know, it was ridiculous. I was, I was having huge donations. And no, it's not all income-based. You know, a lot of Twitch and the success that people strive to find isn't, you know, through income. But it's more just through having people enjoy the content they make and growing their audience. And, you know, luckily for me, I had all of that happening at the same time. There was a huge boost in income. There was... So many people watching me. There was so much, you know, so much going on. There was new networking happening for me, and I was, I was making so many new relationships, so many new people, and I was enjoying it so much. And at the time, even though I was doing that, I was enjoying it so much. I was so unhappy. <laughs> like I was so fucking unhappy. Like I, I, I would end stream and just be like, yeah, just so drained, so annoyed, so like sick of the routine, so like. I genuinely was just fucking, in me, both mentally and physically, I was so unhealthy. Do you know what I mean? I just had no arrangement of of thought, of of anything. I just, I was so scrambled as a person. And it's weird, really, because I don't know. The, if I roll it back to before lockdown, like when I was training before lockdown, and when I was doing my strength training and different things is, now... Right this second, compared to then, I am so different already. Um, I think having this year of not training, as ha- absolutely horrible as it's been, uh, and and just completely destroying this this habit that I had of training, you know, five six days a week. I think a lot of people don't realise is that when when you find a passion for lifting, like when you find a passion for strength. Um, and similar for when you find a passion with anything, uh, you you really do struggle to go without it. Do you know what I mean? You you want to do it all the time, um, and and you want to apply a lot, uh, you know, uh, most of your energy toward it. And the thing with the gym is that when you find a passion in the gym, and when you find a passion for the, like something like strength, is you obviously also see physical benefits. You know, like me getting stronger, bigger. Um, and naturally, your confidence grows and things like that, and it it has like such a big effect. And I suppose when gyms closed for the last year, I've kind of been not necessarily dwindling in confidence in me as a person because I know what I'm capable of, and I do have a strict mindset of refuse the idea of average. Do you know what I mean? And I'm going to speak on that for a sexy. I'm just going to spiral here, guys, and you like, can either tune out, do what you want, but I'm just going to spiral shit. A lot of people see me say, refuse to be average, uh, fuck being average, blah, 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 things along those lines. And I think 
some people look ha, have the mindset similar to me where they see that and take it as an inspiration and other people see that as uh, what the fuck man do you know what I mean like, why is he saying that I'm not saying it to offend anyone when I say fuck being average I'm referring to your own personal average so if your day to day life is the same that's your average your average is different to my average okay so what I mean by that is refuse to be average it means that every day I strive to be better than I was the day before in terms of what I'm doing, whatever I apply myself to, I want to be better in what I'm doing as opposed to the day before. So if I'm hitting the gym, you know, last week and I'm hitting a PR on bench, this week I'm going for a double rep. I'm, you know, and just, and yeah, you know, sometimes it's not going to happen. A lot of the time it won't happen. A lot of the time, the things that you achieve are going to take a long time to to overcome and to, and to beat. But the the point I'm making is the mindset is where the importance is. The mindset is what gets you there. And the mindset of refusing to be average to me means that every day I'm going to refuse a basic lifestyle that I could choose to live, that I know is my average, you know, and instead absolutely strive for excellence. That's how I see it. So when I'm like, yo, fucking refuse to be average, be terrified of the idea of being average. It means get your fucking ass in gear and do something out of your normal, do something that takes you out of a comfort zone, do something that puts you in good standing and makes you want to improve, that's what I mean by that, I'm glad I cleared that up now, because I think some people take it and they're like, don't be scared to be average, it's okay, look man, I get that opinion, I get it, you know, sometimes I have days where I'm like, yo man, I'm, I don't want to do anything, I'm feeling lazy, oh blah 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 blah, and guess what? I still go and fucking do it because that's the whole concept. I have days just like that where I'm like, man, I don't know if I can be asked to go to gym today. You know, I haven't had a great sleep. In fact, you know what? Today's a great example. I was at work last night, uh, 9 p.m. till 8 a.m. So we're talking 11-hour shift. Got home, didn't get to sleep till about... uh, 10 o'clock, 10 a.m., half 10, something like that. And then was was awake at 2 p.m. this afternoon after doing that shift last night. So you're talking, I probably had three and a half hours sleep maximum. Um, woke up, yammed an omelette, was not, in, was not in the mood to go and train, was not in the mood to be active. I just wanted to be in bed. But it don't fucking matter. You get up, you do it. I think a lot of people, this is like something that I find bizarre. And I guess it... I guess a lot of it can tie in with mental health as well, and the whole kind of the uh, the drive to do something is that that drive that I've got, where even on a bad day, where I'm not feeling super up to it, where I'm not mentally as focused as I could be, there's something inside me that still says, "You're gonna fucking do it." Refuse to be average because that's you know that that to me means I'm accepting failure in myself. I hate the idea of it. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I hate the idea of being there and going, yeah, man, you know what? I'm just going to give myself a break today. And don't get me wrong, it's okay. Like, it's okay to do that. So many people are like, yeah, I'm giving myself a break today. I'm not going to do this today. I'm not going to say, or I'll do this tomorrow instead. But for some reason, mentally with me, there's a switch where it's like, no, I'm, I'm doing it today. Like, I am doing it today. Like, for example, on Sunday, um, on Sunday, I train legs. Uh, Sunday just gone for last week. Um, first time I've trained legs in probably eighteen to twenty months. So just before lockdown, I said just before lockdown in like 
December slash no, the end of November before lockdown. Uh, I trained legs and I had I had a bit of a weird uh, kind of pull in my right knee. I don't even know how to explain it. Basically, when you stand really straight and try and uh, stretch your legs fully, almost like your knee inverts, my right leg could not stretch as straight as my left leg. I couldn't almost invert my knee the way I can my left. Um, and it was just really, really tight. And so I just didn't train legs. I thought I'm going to take some time off legs. My legs were strong as it was. Uh, I, I didn't feel like I was going to lose anything too much not training legs. Obviously, it's a shit thing, but it is what it is. I was just going to give it a pass and carry on. Uh, and then obviously we went into lockdown, which means that I didn't train legs for, you know, the entirety of lockdown plus a good, uh, yeah, three and a half, four month period. Um, and then going off, wait, I said 18 months and I know it's not, God, I'm fucking shit at math, sorry. It's like 16 months, 16 and a half months. Um, so yeah, I went and hit legs on Sunday. And for some reason I walked in the gym I say for some reason, I know why. It's because that's the mindset, like I told you, is that the idea of refusing to be average. I worked in the gym and was like, well, I'm just doing legs. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm doing legs the same way I would have done it 16 months ago with no issues. I'm training legs like I train legs every single week. Like I had, like I don't need to warm them up again. Like I don't need to stretch them. Like I don't need to readjust to this kind of weight. I got straight in that bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> no problem. Warmed up on 400 kilo. Let's go. 650 kilo leg press, 10 reps, 724 reps, 800 kilo for two. And I could have gone heavier. I could have gone heavier, but I just didn't have the space on the fucking press to fuck about with my weight. But the point is, I sat there, and I, I mean, obviously, they're, the, they're the, uh, the reps and clips that I put on Twitter, but that wasn't all the volume I did. I mean, in total, I probably did 25, 26 sets of legs just on leg press, um, ranging, you know, what I pretty much did from like the from the uh, 650 mark was 650, 670, 700, 720, and so on. And I just kept adding weight, adding weight, adding weight. So there's a lot of working sets that you guys didn't see. Uh, and I put a lot of volume into my legs on um, on Sunday. And I, I really paid the price for it, do you know what I mean? Like, but again, I paid... Regardless of paying the price, it's that mentality that I've got that, that made me train. Like that, the, this idea that, it, you know... I suppose it's like a really fucking, you know, jock alpha mentality of like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm fucking, you know, I'm primal. Like, fuck that shit. I'm doing this. This is me. I'm hitting that shit. This is like, it's a pride thing. And I don't know why. I really don't. It's just who I am. It's how I train. It's what I do. And it doesn't mean that I judge other people for it. I don't. I don't. I do not judge people because I know that not everyone has the drive that I do in their certain passion. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people are passionate about something but don't have the the drive to to overcome whatever it is that may want to stop them on that day. Do you know what I mean? Even though they're passionate about it. It's not it's not always the same for everyone. But I know that with me, like when it comes to gym, when it comes to lifting, when it comes to that fucking environment, there's something different in me, man. There's something... You know what I mean? That... It just gets me fucking so focused. I can't explain the focus. I can't explain the drive. I can't explain like the precision that comes across me. It's like uh, it's like all of a sudden I've got one job in the world. That's it. It's like all of a sudden I've got one job on this planet and that job is to move this bar from point A to point B. Nothing else. Nothing else matters. That's it. In that moment, the only thing that matters is me and my connection with that iron. It's so crazy. It's like I... I at the peak of it, when I'm in that moment of like hitting PRs and like really, really digged into it, like I'm so connected. Like, I, 
like there's almost an emotional connection to the weight like it's a part of me like like that the best i can describe is i'm bench press like the bar all i see it as like an extension of my arms it becomes a part of my body and the movement is so natural to me like it's so normal do you know what I mean like I don't feel the pressure of it anymore because to, like I've climatized myself to a point where that is me, that is what I do. That's a very normal movement, and it it does just feel so 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 common to me now. Like I just want to oh fuck man, like it just makes me feel so fuck oh it makes me feel so I'm getting angry now just fucking thinking. Um, what was my original point? Yeah. Anyway, legs. I was doing legs on on Sunday. Fucked my legs up. Monday, I was pretty sore. Um, I wasn't feeling too well, to be honest. Like going into Monday night, um, I was at work and I was really struggling in terms of just general movement. I was, it was hurting me to walk. It was hurting me to kneel, crouch, anything at all. You name it. And I mean, anyone that trains legs and anyone that trains heavy into like you know high endurance will know that. Um, Day one doms isn't your issue, it's day two. Day two soreness is always worse. So like Monday was bad, but Tuesday was a fucking car crash. Tuesday was horrible. I was like walking backwards down the stairs. I couldn't walk. To get downstairs, I had to go down the stairs backwards and try and prioritize weight onto my hamstrings because I physically could not bend my leg. It was that painful. Um, And I was having to use handrails to like hold myself and then swing and lower myself down the steps, not doing dips, but down the stairs, literally. Um, and then I spoke to Chris, who's a friend of mine from the gym. Um, he's a PT. Uh, and Chris was saying, have you ever had a CNS shock? Uh, and I was like, no. And he was like, it sounds to me like you've basically damaged your, your nerve system. So I didn't know, but I read into it a little. You can get like, um, basically you can put your body in a state of shock if you train like you know a muscle like legs it's such a big muscle group and you know uh there's so many nerve endings in the legs that when you when you really hit legs to a to a heavy degree you can quite literally put your body in shock and considering i hadn't trained legs for 16 months and didn't try and ease myself back in but i went in there like you know i was a man on a mission uh i basically put my body in shock so all of tuesday and going into tuesday night and working that i felt like i had a flu it was horrible um I had headaches. <laughs> I had like I was even like I had the sniffles. I was coughing. I I, I felt like super hot, um, and I couldn't get blood anywhere. It felt like I couldn't get blood anywhere else in my body. It felt like my body was focusing the blood to just my legs. Like that's the best I could describe it. It just felt like my body was like no 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 nowhere else needs anything right now. Just these bad boys. So it just felt like my legs were constantly pumped. Like the whole all of Tuesday, my legs felt huge. Like there was just blood in the muscles. And it stayed like that all through Tuesday evening. Um, and then luckily Wednesday, I started to feel a bit better. Uh, and, it, and it kind of eased off. But referring back to my original point when I started this, was it's all about this you know, this mental stride for me of this refusal to be average. And the, that stems from that original point I was making of, if you'd have seen me eight months ago, I was so like disheartened, do you know what I mean, with, with, with life overall. I was just so like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And I think that was a similar... I think that was the same for everyone. I think everyone in their own way, in regards to certain passions, they had and things they did outside of gaming, I suppose, because, you know, ultimately lockdown in in, in realistic terms was, was a gamer's paradise. You know what I mean? Lockdown for people that were 
striving to be a streamer, striving to be a content creator, striving to be someone that was, you know, well known in the gaming community was a great thing because lockdown put everyone at home. And so everyone at home just wanted to consume content. They had nothing else to do. I mean, obviously we saw Warzone absolutely boom. As dumb as it sounds, coronavirus was the best thing that could have ever happened to, to Warzone because it made Warzone absolutely take off. And it also made many, many personalities take off. You know, like I look at me, for example, with Among Us. Do you know what I mean? I had a, a huge boom on Among Us. You know, I got to play with fucking personalities I've, you know, watched for many, many years and appreciated and been inspired by for many, many years. You know, sat there playing Among Us with Nade Shot, with Phase Banks. Like, what the fuck? Do you know what I mean? Playing it with all the COD pros, playing it with like, so many different people, train wrecks, XQC. I mean, two of the big, I mean, X, you know, arguably the, probably the biggest stream on the platform. The most consistent and biggest stream on the platform, I'd say. I mean, I played with X. I 1v8'd the guy in Among Us. Like, I was, I was fucking even the time of my life in that shit. But again, like I said, I still wasn't happy. But regardless, the reason I wasn't happy was because I just didn't have that gym environment. If you take me back eight months, I was so lost. And it's because I'd lost this... At the time, I thought... I started... I realised just how much I took the gym for granted and how much I underappreciated it. I was training consistent and I was doing this and that. But I did take it for granted. And it really made me realise, like, holy shit, like this... This isn't just a hobby for me. This is it is an addiction, and I guess I hadn't realised my addiction at the time. But gym was my addiction. It was something that I did all the time, that I loved, that I was so passionate about, and it wasn't a hobby anymore. It was an addiction. I was addicted to the feeling it gave me, to the to the rush, to the testosterone drive, to all of it. I loved it so much. This routine that I had, and it was stripped away from me. And for for that whole lockdown, I was so lost. I went from, you know, drinking and trying fucking every whiskey under the sun to gambling, stupid, you know what I mean? In February 2021, you know, only three months ago, I fucking, I, I, I wagered 24,000 pounds in a month. 24 grand in a month. In a 20 fucking eight day month, may I add. How terrifying is that shit? Like, what is wrong with me? 24 grand in a month I wagered it now don't get me wrong wagering doesn't mean oh that's all money that I deposited it means that it can be money that I won and then wagered etc 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 but regardless 24 fucking thousand pounds is a shitload of money and I wagered it of my own money I was actually so lucky because at the start of February I'd been gambling lightly through the course of like December uh, you know, toward the end of November, December, January, I was gambling quite lightly. When I say lightly, I would say maybe or oh, ten to twenty pound every three to four days. I would say as an average. Um, which also, I mean, that's not great. It's not healthy. Still, quite a bit of money, but it was ultimately money that I could spend and and not be affected by. Um, and then toward the end of January, um, at work there was there was you know a couple of people that were gambling quite often, and we were always playing slots outside and stuff, on, you know, on breaks. And for some reason, I just took a liking to some of these slots and started playing them. Um, 
And then the first week of February, out of nowhere before I knew it, I was like in love with roulette and slots. I just took this sudden liking to roulette. And I don't know how, but for some reason, it's like I'd learned the roulette table at the back of my hand. And there's no such thing. You can't. <laughs> that doesn't exist, by the way. Like, that's the crazy thing about betting when you get so deep is that when you get so deep into gambling, you begin to think that you can read the system. And the truth is you can't because the system is always going to be completely lenient to the dealer, to the company. But you, for some reason, you convince yourself, you convince yourself that like, you know, like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I know people get unlucky, but like, I'm going to win this shit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm going to go red because like, yeah, there's no way it doesn't hit red. Or, you know, like, blackjack, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's no way the dealer wins this hand. Like, you begin to get so completely delusional and you convince yourself so much that you're capable, like, you're different. And yet, you don't realize that everyone is saying that. Like, everyone that gambles is saying the exact same words. Everyone thinks they're different. Everyone thinks they're going to achieve and um, turn gambling into some crazy fucking lifestyle. It just isn't. It just doesn't work. It never, ever works unless you're one of these lucky people like... I say lucky, but you know, they've earned their audiences, but the likes of Exposed and Rush and Deuce, all these big slot streamers that, you know, make so much money from affiliacy with casinos, you know, by people signing up to casinos with their codes that they can afford to have a gambling addiction. And that's what it is. I know they stream slots all day. They are heavily addicted to gambling. Heavily. So it's a very good job that they have these affiliacies because they can afford to feed their addiction. Um... But even then, they will tell you that, that there is no profit to gambling. There is no long-term profit to gambling. You will always lose. You will always, always, always lose money. It's as simple as that. And I spent, I mean, the first week of February, I I started to get a bit brave. I mean, I, I used to wage like, you know, 50p's, 40p's per spin on a slot, 40p a spin, 60p a spin, 50p a spin. Uh, and I had some decent little wins at the start of February. Uh, first kind of day, two days. I was winning like a couple hundred quid, two, three hundred quid. Um, and then I started to take the winnings and spin it on roulette. So for example, I think the one day I'd won like £140 on a, on a slot. On like maybe the 2nd of Feb, 3rd of Feb. Uh, and then I went on the roulette table and was just like second 12. Bang, it lands. I'm on like 450 and I'm like, oh, first 12. And I think I put 100 on first 12. Bang, it lands. I'm on 750 uh, or 650, whatever it was. And I'm like, what the fuck? Um, and then I'm like, holy shit. So I withdraw like £650. And then I put £100 that I left in on second 12. Bang, 300 quid. I put 200 quid on second 12. Bang, 600 quid. So I'm back up to 700. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, and I withdraw 600 again, and then I leave the 100 in, and then I go and spend the 100 on slots, and I win more on slots. And in that first four to five days of February, I think it was from, I think it was from February the 3rd to February the 8th, actually. In those five, that five, six day period there, I think I profited like 6,500 pounds in five days, just off literally rinsing the roulette table. And I don't know how I was doing it, but for some reason, I had convinced myself, like I genuinely believed in my own delusion that I had a strategy, that I knew when the dealer on the roulette table, bear in mind, the dealer that has 
literally no control. They just spin a fucking ball, and then the ball bounces around a rotating wheel and lands in a small carved number. Like, what? And I had convinced myself that I had control, that I knew what I was doing, that I was like, yeah, second 12. Truth is, it was extreme. Look, I'd love to know the odds on what it would have been like for me to get the amount of roulette calls that I did right so consistently. Like, I was getting them right so crazily. Like, I, I don't know if you guys, some of you listening might remember this, but on the one day, I tweeted saying I'm about to turn 30 quid into 810 pound, <laughs> and I did it. Because that this delusional confidence, for some reason, was paying off. Obviously, I was just getting ridiculously lucky, but the problem was, because it was paying off, I was now genuinely convinced that I had a strategy that outdid the roulette table. What a fucking stupid mindset to have. But that's what I thought. Like, how can I be so fucking dumb? But I was. So I'm there like, oh, cool, man. Like, yeah, I've literally got this on lock. I had nothing on fucking lock. Not a damn thing. Do you know what I mean? How stupid am I? Not a fucking thing on lock. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But for some reason, I thought I did. So I'm right there. I'm, uh, you know, six and a half grand up. I'd tweeted turning 30 into 810 and I did I went 30 first 12 90 quid 30 second 12 270 quid 30 second 12 again bang 810 pound just like that just made it happen I, I, I was absolutely like printing money almost um, and then from the 8th of February up to about the oh I think it was from the 8th to the uh, 22nd, I wagered 15 grand. I wagered 15 grand in, no, wait, it wasn't 15. It was 14 grand in 15 days. I think it was 14 grand in 15 days was what I wagered. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it was 14K, uh, about 15. Sorry, guys, my maths isn't on point today, so I'm just, yeah, 933 quid. So I averaged for 15 days, I was, gam I was wagering 933 pound a day during February, mostly on slots. So I was like, the issue was, is that because I won so much at the start of February, I convinced myself that I had won all this money, and so therefore had this comfort barrier, you know, like this barrier to fall back on. It's all right, I can keep spinning, keep spinning, keep spinning because I won this money. So I did. I kept spinning and spinning and spinning. Like I said, £933 average for 15 days. Now, obviously, during that £933 average per day, I'm also winning money. Yes, I'm losing money overall. I was losing. I was probably in a negative each day. But let's say for the 900 that I was spinning, I was winning 700. So on average, I was probably coming out minus two to 300, maybe 400 across the days. You know, minus on different days, but but still making some money back um, to where I wasn't losing a bolt 933 a day. Um, and so I kept going and going and going and going and going. Uh, and I got to, I think the first or second week of March, um, and I looked at my Bet365 account and Bet365 began sending me messages. Uh, I had the customer service team for 365 reach out to me and tell me that my wager uh, amount and my bet frequency was amongst the top 0.01% of users. So um, 
obviously that was an alarming thing for me to read because I was like, holy shit. Do you know what I mean? Like that that was almost like a yo, you're 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 a gambling addict. Like it hit me in the fucking forehead. I was like, holy shit. Like what? Because 365 basically hit me up saying we're we're getting rid of your account. Like we we don't feel comfortable with the way you're betting. Um I think in a week they gave me a statistic that I'd play seven thousand bets. Now, bear in mind, one bet is classed as one spin on a slot. Okay, so don't get like, don't be thinking nothing crazy. But yeah, I think in a seven-day period, I had done seven thousand bets. So, for example, let's say a one-pound spin on a slot is a bet. I'd done seven thousand of them in a week, uh, and they said that the frequency was ridiculous. They changed my deposit limit on my account from like, I think, unlimited to like two hundred and fifty pound a month, and obviously by like. The problem was that even in the start of March, by like the 5th, 6th of March, whatever I said it was, I'd already surpassed that £250 deposit limit, so I couldn't deposit any more money on 365. <clears throat> but the problem was, even though I'd recognised I had this fucking awful habit of gambling, this awful fucking addiction that I really didn't, you know, didn't really clock what I was doing, um, I, I started to just open another betting account on other sites, so I signed up to like... Uh, trying to remember the names of them now... Um, we got some at Vegas, Vegas Casino. I sent it to Vegas Casino, to to Thirty Two Red, to uh, to Foxy Bingo. Um, Trying to think what else. To fucking Crystal Slots. I mean, you name it. I had a betting account. You name it. I had an account just for slots. And the one thing I'd realised was that I didn't need to bet as big as I was. So I started to decrease my bets. I wasn't doing pound spins anymore. I was doing twenty p spins. Uh, and the great thing about twenty p spins was I wasn't I wasn't wagering anywhere near as much a, as much a day as I had been, because if you put twenty pen twenty pound on uh, and you spin twenty p's, uh, it's a hundred spins. Do you know what I mean? You've got a hundred spins there minimum, and that's without the potential return. So any return that you see that you also spin back in, you know, twenty pound can last you a couple hours, no problem. Two three hours spinning on slots, um, as long as you just get a bit a bit of luck here and there. And I'd continued doing so, I continued going, continued going. Uh, and then I, the, the deeper I got into March, the more I realised I actually didn't give a shit about winning money. Like, this is, this is how bizarre my addiction had got. Is I wasn't addicted to the gamble. I wasn't addicted to the win. Because I was having decent wins. I was turning, you know, I was putting 20 quid on, doing 20 Ps, and, you know, one 20 P spin was winning me, like, at some points, 160, 144, 200, 300 pound, um, which is ridiculous when you think of it, the idea that it's just 20 pence. Um, but I didn't give a fuck about the win. I didn't care because the money that I was winning, I was leaving there and then spinning straight back in. I would just up the ante to 50p and then spin it all again. And I realized that the chasing the win wasn't what I was doing, but that I was literally addicted to the game itself the slot the routine of the slot was what i was addicted to not the idea of winning the money because i'd I'd done that for the last seven weeks and then rinsed it all away and lost it all so it wasn't the win anymore that i was chasing it was this like weird addiction to the game itself and i was like what the fuck am i doing like holy shit so luckily around the end of march I kind of just clocked onto my stupid fucking ways and used GamStop, so I can't bet in the UK anymore. 
can't open a betting account. I can't operate a betting account in the UK. And I put a six-month ban on. Um, and a lot of people are like, why, why did you only put six months? Because I know for people that may be experienced with GameStop or Novi, you can do like up to 10 years, I believe. Or two, you know, two, five, ten years, six months, a year, you name it. Kind of all different uh, durations of time. But I only did uh, six months. Uh, and the reason I did was six months because it was at the end of March that I had the realisation that for the last year, all I'd been doing was finding new things to be addicted to because I'd lost the gym. I, I fucking cried, man. It was hot. Like, I just sat there. I was like, yeah, like, I'm risking like, my life. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I, I, I don't mean like in like, the extreme sense. I mean, that, like, I'm risking like, my financial freedom, like the way that I live, like my home, all my shit, because I'm 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 getting addicted to a fucking game on a screen. Like it was the game. I was. It wasn't even the money. It wasn't the. It wasn't the chance of winning. It wasn't this rush because I wasn't getting a rush anymore. I would win like a hundred. Like I said, hundred forty hundred sixty off twenty p. And I would. I didn't get a rush. I didn't give a fuck. I just spin it back in. I didn't give a shit that I'd won it. It was just the game. It was the routine. It was the addiction to the game. It was the time filling game, and that's what I realised it was. Is that like this addiction to the gym that I'd had for three years, four years going into lockdown, was stripped away from me. This routine, this every day, this oh no, the, you know this confidence booster this morale booster this mindset cleaner this thing that i loved this thing that put me right i'd lost and so all i did was look for new ways to to fill the void takeaway i spent fucking months eating takeaway like no i can't even explain in in december 2020 i spent 667 pounds on uber eats 667 quid in a fucking month on Uber Eats. In a month. So to give context, that's £20 a day. A fucking day. Do you know what I mean? Well, technically, it's more like £22 a day, isn't it? £23 a day. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. On takeaway foods, on shit, on Mackey's breakfasts, on fucking chicken shops, on Mackey's again the same day, on KFCs, on Ben, on Bella Italia's, on Frankie and Benny's, on all this dumb fucking shit. Just because for some reason I was addicted to food. I found this like, uh, it was almost like anything that I realised like I could, I could afford or enjoy during lockdown became a quick addiction just something that i was attached to immediately something that i couldn't kind of pull myself away from because the normal had been ripped away from me and i needed something to fill the void so i'm there like ordering dumb amounts of food you know what i mean ridiculous like I, I, holy shit man like my just eat slash uber eats total bill for 2020 must be a madness it must be a madness. Yo, they must have... I'm telling you now, yeah. Just Eat and Uber Eats, yeah. I'm telling you, the customer service departments have got a picture of me on the wall. They've got a picture of me. It says, Big Bake, star customer. Anytime phone call, no problem. Boss man will sort it for you. I'm telling you now. Like, yo, I paid serious fucking salaries for people last year. Like, bro, grands. Grands on takeaway last year, do you know what I mean? Look... 
I'm saying at least probably going on three, four Gs last year on takeaway. Probably closer to four Gs on takeaway. That's fucking crazy, bro. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck am I doing? You know what's great? It's sitting here now. It's fucking 2.46am. I'm in such a good mood because I had this realisation and then the gym's opened and he just told me... <laughs> they fucked up, bro. They fucked up opening these gyms back up because I am on my bullshit. I am on my fucking bullshit. Holy shit. But yeah, what was I saying? Six months. Sorry, listen, bro. I got off track so easy. I just start spiraling. Six months, gam stop. And I did it because I knew that the addiction was temporary. The addiction was something that was funny to fill a void. And I knew that the gyms were due to open. And when those fucking gyms did open, that void was done. No problem, baby. I'm back. So obviously, I've done the six month thing because I know that, you know, like, I like to put a five on the football on the weekend. I've always done that since I was like 18. Um,. And overall, over the years, man, I'm definitely up. I've had, like, a few fucking, like, grand and a half, two grand accumulate wins off, like, three quid. Do you know what I mean? I get really fucking lucky on football, to be fair. I don't know fuck all about the other leagues. I just bet on them and hope for the best. But, yeah, you know, I like a five in the football on the weekend. So, I put a six-month on knowing that I'm going to have the self-control because, you know, that's the mindset, baby. Um, and I'm not going to fuck about. So, I've got myself off for six months. I'll, I'll be back in the, like, October. I think it is, and I'll be able to bet on football again, which is fine. And I know that I'm going to be careful. I know I'm not going to fuck up. I'm confident. Um, but I suppose the whole theme of this so far is just like me realizing how much, like just how much training and being physically active matters to me. Like, a lot of people found it so easy to do it at home. A lot of people trained at home during lockdown. A lot of people, you know, there was there was careers made out of it. You know, I mean, was it that Joe, the the fitness guy who did it on TV daily? Like, I, I, I fucking applaud his passion, man. I do. But for me, like, I think I mentioned earlier, like, that environment, that primal... For me, the gym is like this primal instinct, like this... this almost like this zone that I have to control... Do you know what I mean? Like, like a territory that I have to mark. It's, it's, this is mine. It's my domain. I fucking own this. Do you know what I mean? And in my home environment, I just couldn't find that. As dumb as it sounds, even though it's my home and you know territory and etc. Et this is me. It's my home. But I just couldn't replicate it because I feel like you know what? Actually, I feel like this is the best way to describe it. My home is my home. I own it. The gym, I have to earn it. But like every session in there, I have to earn the right to fucking control that domain. Do you know what I mean? I have to earn that every session. And yeah, man, like mentally, it's just, it's been fucking crazy how much it does for me. Like it's so insane the way it increases just everything. My everyday mood is just instantly better. I wake up more alive, more ready to go. Ready to challenge everything, fresh mindset, day in, day out. Just fucking go, 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 go. I'm so, like, drilled right now. Do you know what I mean? I'm so, like, you guys can't see a smile. I'm, I'm sat here smiling like a child right now, bro. 250, um, and I'm just thinking about training tomorrow. Like, yeah, I get to hit chest tomorrow. 
Like, do you know how fucking gas that is? Do you know how excited I am to chest tomorrow, bro? Like, oh my God. And I'm going to roar. I'm going to fucking refuse to be average. Cut from a different cloth, baby. You know what I mean? As Guardian still in this bitch. Like, I'm going to bench press till my fucking arms fall off. I just love it, man. This is such a fucking... Wow. Crazy. It's definitely like... I didn't realise how much I needed it. Do you know what I mean? I just had no idea how much I needed that. I took it for granted so much. It was just there. It was just there for me. Do you know what I mean? It was just something I did. And talking more in it as well. Like... I think I said to you guys earlier on, like, something that I realise now, you know, after having a year off, after being able to rest, and after not being in that routine, as much as I've missed the routine and missed the gym, is I realised how wrong I was fucking doing a lot of it. Not in terms of wrong with the weight or wrong with the form. I know exactly how to train and what to train and how to hit shit. But I realised just how wrong I was treating my body. Like, holy fuck. Like, my recovery was dog shit. I wasn't eating right. I was fueling my body with shit. Like, even back then, pre-lockdown, like, you know, I was still eating shit. I was eating Mackies. I was filling myself with dirty calories. You know what I mean? Saturated fats. My visceral fat was through the roof. For those of you that don't know, visceral fat, you've got two different fats in your body. I say two different fats. You've got two different fat measurements. So you've got the fat that your body stores, for example, you know, in your outer layers, your stomach, your hips, etc., etc., under your arms, around your chest, you name it, your legs. And then you've got visceral fat. And visceral fat is the fat that stores itself around your organs. So obviously, you want to have low visceral fat, okay, for healthier organs. Very high visceral fat can mean problems with organs later on in life uh, and just isn't great. Do you know what I mean? It's just not great for the body. You guys should get that checked, by the way. You can do it. There's an, um, you can do it at the doctor's. Uh, via, I think there's like um, a scale that like helps you measure it. But not only that, there's, there's in some gyms that you guys might go to, you can actually measure vis- visceral fat in your gym because there's some smart smart scales in there where you can connect it to an app on your phone um, and measure your visceral fat. So just have a look, ask about it. If it's not, it's not. But it's a good thing to know. But my visceral fat was fucking high. Um, but at the time, like, I just had that classic, like, I'm fucking strong, I don't care. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was so ignorant to the idea of just doing it a different way. Like, just being smarter with how I was getting my calories, when I was getting my calories, the amount of rest that I was getting. So, for example, like, right now, I'm on probably 6.5 to 7k calories a day. Uh, is it difficult to reach? Yeah, it is hard. Like, do you know how much fucking chicken and eggs I'm eating? Like, I, yo, I dare anyone listening to this right now, yeah? I will give you £50 if you sniff a fart from my ass. But I promise you, the £50 ain't going to matter because it's going to go towards your funeral. You're dead. You're done off. It don't matter. I'll put £50 in your funeral fund because you're dead if you do that. All right, so it's not even worth the 50 quid off of But regardless... Look, I am having to consume a lot of food right now, but the thing is, I'm, I'm consuming clean. I'm not intaking high saturated fats. I'm not intaking shit low energy foods that are just stuffy and horrible and sit on me for hours and make me feel uncomfortable. I'm actually eating good and training even better. And it's so bizarre because 
when you think of this, put this in comparison, for three years, I was doing strength training before lockdown. I was hitting weights hard. I was doing heavy shit. I was hitting great endurance in terms of the weight. You know, I could do chest for two hours, no problem. I could train heavy and hit stuff. And I thought, at the time, I thought I was a cut above the rest. And then now I've realized... So week one, when we went back to the gyms at the at the start of April, was it? You know, second week of April when gyms opened. Got back in the gym. And week one, I wanted to benchmark myself. So I benchmark what I wanted to do was basically just go for a max on every single workout and every compound lift and most things that I do and just see where I am so that I can then set up a plan to train myself back to previous levels. So for example, go for a max bench, a max dead, uh, a max row, you know, a max military press, a max squat, blah, 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 blah. And just measure myself, benchmark myself and go, right, bang, this is the new starting point. This is where I am. And this is what I'm going to work toward. And this is what we're going to do to get there. Um, and week one, I went back and, and, and I was still stupidly strong. Uh, and, you know, I suppose there's a lot of things that have gone into that. It is years of endurance training it is years of doing 25 30 sets on bench and back and shoulders that has built lean clean muscle that has had a year to repair itself and so you know even though it's week one that i'm back the strength for the most part is still there i mean i hadn't lost pretty much any strength at all on my back um i hadn't really lost any strength on my shoulders however my chest i had lost you know I would say 10% of my max to 15% of my max. I think I went from like a 255 kilo dead, uh, sorry, bench press to about 225 week one. Uh, benchmarked myself in a lot of different lifts. Uh, but the most noticeable thing week one was that even though I hadn't lost a lot of strength, my endurance and ability to keep going had absolutely plummeted. I was... You know, I think I walked in day one on the Monday, did bench, and I did, I put 100 kilo on the bar. I always warm up on 100 kilo bench press. I uh, just got the blood running, got the blood into my chest, ready to do my working sets. Uh, put 100 kilo on the bar. Worked up, you know, had a good warm up on that, went up to 140, 180, 200, hit 220. Now, the most noticeable thing about me is my endurance on the way back down. So when I achieve my top set, my one rep max or the max I'm going for that day, uh, on the way back down, I can hit incredible volume. It's it's bizarre. Uh, I actually would love to train with a lot of people and show them, man, because it's such a cool way to train for me anyway. I love it. Uh, shout out to Joey the Titan, man. Joey, if you're listening, Joey's one of my fucking original boys from Wolves. Joey was a bodybuilder. He's in incredible shape. And when I first started out in the gym, going back four and a half, five years ago, Joey said to me, it's all good being strong, bro. He said, it's all good being strong, but who wants to be strong if you're not strong for long? And that shit stuck with me like glue. Like, yeah, man, cool, go be strong. <laughs> go go bench press 200 kilo. But what the fuck is the point in bench pressing 200 kilo if you can't bench press 140 for 10 or 100 for 20? Where's the? Wh- why should I be impressed? Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's how I started to view it, was fuck, it ain't about being just strong. It's about strong for long, baby. Like, this shit's about repetition, repetition, repetition. And so I just started to train my body to a point where I didn't stop. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
go, 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 go. But week one back, that shit had gone. When I worked up to that 220 on the first day of bench, I think I was five sets in. When I tried to go back down, I had nothing left. I had nothing left. I've got nothing left. Literally, I had nothing left. I couldn't bench. I did a tricep burnout and I went home. Day two, back. My back was just as strong, man. I was rowing 147 kilo on cable. No problem. I had the strength there. But let me tell you, right now, I was fucking dead. Couldn't go back down. Couldn't do my work. Couldn't do my, you know, my pyramid set. Couldn't hit it the way I really wanted to hit it. Had no finesse to it. Do you know what I mean? It didn't have that ad. Day three, shoulders, strong. Didn't have it. Week two comes around. Week two rolls around. And we're talking, what, the third week of April now? And naturally, my mindset's improved and I'm in a better mood because the gyms are open. Do you know what I mean? I'm excited to walk in that gym. And my endurance was probably back to 85%, 80-85%. I think I probably hit about 22, 21 sets of bench week two. I hit probably close to, I'd say, 90% of back volume and shoulders near enough there. Um, I was feeling strong, man. I was feeling fucking strong, really strong. Bear in mind, guys, for the people that are interested in my gym shit, uh, if you care, week one, week two, week three, I did not train legs, okay? Because I still had a weird pull in my right knee. So uh, if those of you don't, I'm a, I'm a trading manager. Uh, I work nights and a lot of my shit involves kicking shit around, moving stuff, lifting. Uh, and I basically had put a weird strain on my knee. I'd been getting a sore knee after each shift. So I wasn't comfortable hitting legs uh, until I basically that felt better, which was week four uh, last week. But yeah, uh, so week two, you know, I was coming in good, man. My endurance had had pretty much come back up, and then this is where it all changes. So for the obviously the first two weeks of being uh, back in the gym, I was eating very clean. My calorie intake was strong, um, but it was strong the right ways. Do you know what I mean? Ten eggs every day, no matter what, in the morning. Chicken, broccoli, rice, tuna, pasta, um, grilled chicken, just, just just you name it. Just anything that I could shovel down my throat that I knew was having a positive effect, I was doing it. Um, and week three, I walked in that gym. I was a different freak. I was a different fucking animal. It was like, it was like lockdown hadn't even happened, but it wasn't only like that. It was like... I was 10% better than what I was pre-lockdown. I mean, yo, I was I was doing 30 sets of bench, no problem. 12 sets of 200 kilo flat bench press, three reps a set, no problem. 36 reps in total of 200 kilo bench, no problem. I mean, I was fucking strong. 127, 127 kilo cable row, one arm. Four reps, good form as well. One even like a row form, one even like a lean form. I'm talking like locked in, single arm, 127 kilo cable row, clean. Like shit was a whole level up. I mean, like I really came back better than ever. Like it's so bizarre to me. Like week three was insane. My shoulders, I immediately put like 10% on my, on my max. On my max shoulder press. 
Like week week three, just everything changed. Everything. And admittedly, I had that week off work. I'd booked the week off work. I was on holiday. But yo, the strength was just different. Now, obviously, it was it was a it was a mixture of two things. Being able to sleep because I wasn't at work and I worked nights, so you know, getting good rest and the food, the food and and, and those clean calories and the way that I'm eating and the way that I'm refueling my body was just crucial. And then week four this week, I mean, obviously, like I said to you guys, I hit legs on Sunday. Uh, to give you some context, I hit legs on Sunday and then, like I said to you guys, Tuesday, I felt really unwell. But Tuesday morning after my Monday night shift at work, I actually went to train chest. Uh, because, you know, like I said to you guys, got that classic mentality of refuse to be fucking average, and as much as, believe me, I did not want to train. Uh, I was fucking draining, so I got in that gym, went to train bench, uh, sorry, chest, uh, started on bench press, um, and that 100 kilo warm-up that I told you guys about, I mean, I can if I want to push myself, I can do a 50 rep warm-up on 100 kilo, no problem, but it will take a little bit out of me toward the higher sets. Um but I think I got 12 reps and I felt tired on 100 kilo. 12 fucking reps on 100. And I felt tired. And I was like, what the fuck? But I went up because I thought maybe I've just got, you know, lots of pre-warm jitters. Maybe the blood's not running the way I want it to right now. Maybe I just need to get a bit more active. Let's take a scoop of pre-workout. So, you know, I'll get the blood running. We got up to 140. We got up to 180. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling not too bad. Got up to 200 kilo. Uh, I got 200 kilo for six reps, which was fucking good uh, for the first set on the way up. And then I put 220 on the bar and couldn't even lift the bar. Couldn't move the bar. Even though week three, I did 235 kilo on bench, no problem at all. I put 220 on the bar, I couldn't move the bar. Uh, and Chris, the guy I mentioned to you guys earlier, who's the PT, uh, Chris is clued up on his shit, man, when it comes to, you know, like recovery, nutrition, the body, and, and, and how he reacts to things. And that's when he whole, he shared that entire CNS conversation with me and the idea of shock. And he's like, odds are at the moment your body is so taxed from the from the leg session on Sunday uh, that it just doesn't want to prioritize blood to other areas. Do you know what I mean? Because uh, the way the muscle recovers ultimately is through blood hitting the muscle and the muscle repairing itself. And my body just did not want to put any blood near my chest on Tuesday. You know what I mean? I just couldn't get a pump. I couldn't get that pump that I wanted. I thought the blood was running. It just wasn't. I couldn't even move 220. Even though I'd done 200 for six. I think I'd done 200 for six out of just straight fucking brute divvy strength. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Look at me. I'm a, I'm a div. Do you know what I mean? Like straight hit 200 kilo for six and then couldn't move 220. Um, and I think it's because my body was just like, hey, dum-dum, you give me gum-gum. Do you know what I mean? Like, I... I was fucked and my legs were like, nah, boss, this ain't the day. Like, we ain't doing this shit. And my body just, like, was actually protecting itself once and I couldn't do nothing about it. That was the day I had to let my mindset ease and be like, oh, shit. Like, I really can't train. But one thing I did do was I made up for it in a different way. So when I went on Tuesday, yo, I slept. I slept fucking good and I ate good. I woke up in the middle of my sleep to fucking eat. Do you know what I mean? Eat. I got out of bed, ate, got straight back in bed, back to sleep. Like, that was the level of recovery that I'm trying to focus and then we're moving on to this week. We're on week... I'm gonna, is it week four or five, guys? I don't know. Maybe I'm getting the weeks wrong with you lot right now. I don't really know. I just know that all I know is... Yeah, I tried to... Oh, yeah, that's this week. I'm talking about this week now with chest. Duh. Fuck me, man. I, my head has been everywhere. It is 3.06am, but you know. Um. Yeah, so I tried to train chest on Tuesday. 
Um, didn't go well. Didn't go well at all. And Chris recommended to take two days rest minimum. He said, rest, take two days off, don't train. Let your legs recover, let your body recover, sleep and eat. So I didn't train uh, Wednesday and I didn't train Thursday. And then today I went and hit back. Wait, did I train Thursday? I just lied to you guys. I did train Thursday. I'm sorry. I lied. I didn't train. I mean, technically, you can't class Tuesday's chess session as a session. I only did like seven sets and then went home. So I didn't train Tuesday-ish and I didn't train Wednesday. And then I trained Thursday. I did shoulders Thursday. Uh, ridiculous. Like, ridiculous. Like, I added more onto my PR from last week. Like, it, it's almost like at the minute, week on week, I'm getting stronger again. And I remember going through like a period of time like this when I'd kind of been in the gym for maybe 12 months where I had this period of time where almost week in, week out, I was just adding more weight onto each PB and it just kept going up and kept going up. Um, and I think I broke the wall again at the minute. I think I've broke down the wall again that a lot of people seem to hit. And I've jumped that wall and I'm just going up again. I'm walking up the hill again, do you know what I mean? Like I'm breaking new PBs. So this week I hit like 140 kilo on seed military press. Um, nearly shit myself doing it. Literally, nearly pooed. Pretty close. Could have pooed. Could definitely could have pooed. Um, but yeah. I don't know, man. This is just me yapping through it, guys. I'm just, I'm happy. Do you know what I mean? I am fucking happy. Like, wow. Just fucking wow. The effect that something like that can have on your life. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, the way it can change everything. Like, yo. We're back, baby. We're fucking back. We are back. Speaking of back, I was trying back earlier. Yo. 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 I'm fucking strong right now, man. Like, I'm looking at myself. I'm, I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, yo. Is that you, bro? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yo. I hit, I hit a T-bar rose today. I'm sorry to you guys that literally don't know a lot about gym or like don't have a lot of interest in fitness and training. Like I know I'm just saying random shit and it means nothing to you, but yeah, I hit, I did T-bar row today, man, and like I did like 135 kilo for like um, eight working sets at that weight, and I was just like, yo, you're a freak. I was looking in the mirror. I was like, yo, you are a fucking gorilla, baby. Like, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get. By the way, shout out explosive eight, man. They'll be sending me some sick gear. Go over there. If you're a big guy, if you're like someone who's just big in general, uh, I want to find like fitting clothes to the gym. No, one thing that pisses me off, I say this all the time, like if I was ever going to start a company, this is what I'd do. I would start a fitness brand for large men. It's lacking, bro. It is lacking. Like, you got Gymshark, you got Gym King, you got all this shit that's related around the gym, but it's all for fucking little men. Like, where's the big shit, bro? How are you going to call yourself Jim King and Jim Shark and not be for the big man in the gym? It's not Jim King, is it? It's Jim Prince. Ain't no kings. Suck my fucking dick. Jim Shark. Shut the fuck up. Jim Tuna. Suck a dick. About Jim Shark. Ain't no sharks rocking that, bro. That's an XS. That's an extra small. What do you mean? Eh? It's lacking, bro. It is fully lacking. That's one thing that completely missing from the strength market. 
sorry, from the gym market is is clothing for big fucking guys, for you know your three XL, your four XL, your five XL guys that are in shape, all fat. I don't give a fuck what you are, but just clothes that make you feel comfortable. It's one thing I hate about the gym is big man that walk in the gym walk in there in cotton shorts and a cotton t shirt and they sweat and they're uncomfortable for the whole session. Meanwhile, you know. You've got little fucking Jamie in the corner in his gym shark fucking long tee. Like, oh, look at me. Tricep extensions. Fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah? Mr. 14 Kilo. I don't want to hear it. What, like, what, what, why do these people get put on a pedestal for fucking gym when you've got people that are very capable, very big, and want to rock the shit but can't because they don't do the sizes? You fucking sizest bastards. That sizeism, fuck you guys, okay. Yo, Jim Shot, yo, what's his name? The guy that owns it, Ben. Ben, I will fucking chin you, bro. <laughs> yeah, just, that's just for you. And I know you're never going to hear this, but I'm putting it in the universe, you understand? And one day, mentally, somewhere, you're going to get hit by a fucking horrible mental spit straight on your forehead. All right. But yeah, like, again... That that's a field that needs exploring. Is <laughs> bro, at least to be right, is clothing for big men in the gym because there ain't none, man. Other than like explosive ape is good. It, it it is good, bro. Like it's cheap as fuck. You get free tea. You get like free branded core design tees for what nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, twenty pound for a set of free. Free tees and the tees are good, man. They're like. Proper big tees, good fit, designed for like big geezers with broad chest, broad shoulders. Uh, you get like a tee and hoodie combo for 25 quid. I think some of the tees are like £14 and that. Like it's actually worth it, bruv. This, I know I know this is me just plugging something, I'm sorry. But if you're a big man, fuck, I would do it 100%. Like the shit's good. But yeah, this is just me checking in, man. I, I haven't spoken to a lot of people for a long time. And just mentally, like I feel like just updating you guys on where I'm at, innit? And how I'm doing. Not that, not that, you know, you have to care or want to hear it. Uh, and if you have, if you've listened to, with me for this long, man, I appreciate you, okay? Seriously. I appreciate you for giving me your time and listening to me chat utter shit. But, um, yeah, man. Just listen. I think... You know what I do want to speak on as well? Like, real quick. Um, what's it called? Maniac put that tweet out today. Um... Or was it yesterday? I think he said, I'm not saying your depression, anxiety. Sorry, I'm not saying that your depression and... and, and fuck me, bro. And, 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 and. I'm not saying your depression and anxiety will be cured. But my God, sobering the fuck up, eating healthy and exercise makes life so much more tolerable. Yeah. Yo, it's a fact. From experience, it's a fucking fact. He's so right. Cleaning up your diet. And being active, bro, will make all the difference to your mindset. And I know that, like, some of you have got this, like, this argument in your head of, yeah, I get that. I get that it's worked for him, but my pain is different to his pain, and I can't bring myself to even commit to those things. That's where you need to be stronger than the thoughts that are ruling your life. Like, you need to overcome the the ideas that you let rule your life. You have to, because the moment you start tapping into these areas, he's right. Everything becomes more tolerable. Everything becomes easier. Life becomes more like clockwork, and you start to find that routine, and then more things fall into place. That's the great thing about finding a rhythm, is the moment that you find a rhythm, you tend to find that it doesn't just stop there, 
and that you keep it going and you add and you add and you add and then before you know it you're juggling but you're juggling well you're a professional do you know what i mean and you've got it all on lock and it, it's true man like a lot of people are, a lot of people are really in this mindset of you know uh my my anxiety is so you know it's stronger than my ability to be able to overcome it in terms of going to a gym for example you know i'm too anxious to go to a gym yo listen to me when i first started the gym i was 23 stone with no body muscle i was a chubby chubby boy i mean really chubby boy okay and guess what all people did was help me the thing about the gym environment is truth is the gym is actually full of a lot of good people Yes, there is sad fuckers in there that wear stringer vests and think they're massive and spend more time on WhatsApp or on Facebook or on the gram than they do doing a set. And if you are one of them people, you are fucking wet, by the way. You are a fucking moist boy. Okay, give me your protein powder. I will put it to use. But anyway, I get it. I understand that there is anxiety that overrides your ability to be able to do that. I completely get it. But, 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 I promise you that environment is not what you believe it's going to be. It's not what you are worried it's going to be. The great thing about the gym, the one thing that I try to tell people, because I have so many people hit me up. Uh, I, I, I don't even know, man. I mean, let me click on my DMs here. This is just, let's go to here. Right, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Hold on. That was just message requests. Hold on. Ones that I haven't even got back to yet. 10. Uh, this is fun, isn't it? This is great. You guys are just listening to me count. Do you know what I mean? Uh, okay, 15. So I've had 15 people hit me up in um, in May so far. Um, well, that actually turns out to be about one a day as an average. But yeah. I've had 15 people hit me up in May for advice around the gym. Uh, and I would say 80% of those people that have hit me up have been brand new to the gym. They're just starting and they're looking for advice. Let me tell you now, and I hope this goes out there to you people that are looking to start the gym but haven't yet or are a bit anxious about it. And for those of you that are very anxious and want to go to the gym but genuinely feel like your anxiety overrides it, the most fucking enjoyable part of the gym is learning your own body. It is so much fun finding out your unique bits, your unique lifts to you that you are stronger in than others. The one thing I always try not to do when people hit me up is they're like, what should I do here in this lift? I can't give you great advice. I can only give you general advice. The reason I can't give you great advice is because what works for me is not necessarily going to work for you, okay? I know my body. I know my strengths. I've learned my body inside and out. And that's why I love training it and exercising the way I do because I know it like clockwork. So it's so much fun because it's a it's an experience. I know it. And that's what was so enjoyable for me about starting the gym was as anxious as you are to start, the truth is, you know what, week one, you know what? You might look a bit shaky. You might not know a lot. You might spend more time looking at other people train and looking at what they do. 
and then you might try it in the next week and find out you don't like that one. And then the week three, you might try something new that you watched in week two and find out you like that and that you're going to do that from now on in certain exercises. That's what's so fun about the gym is you build your own active portfolio. This is what I've got to offer when I do this day. When I do back, this is what I do because these are the exercises that I found the most effective for me. These are the exercises that I found the most enjoyable for me. So if you're new to the gym and you're just getting started, I promise you, yeah, just just soak it in. Soak it in. Enjoy every moment of it, yeah? Look around that shit. Don't, and, and you know what? Look at people and what? Fucking stare at them. People stare at me all the fucking time training. I take it as a compliment. Do you know what I mean? People are either A, like, what the fuck, he's a gorilla. B, he's an ogre, Shrek-looking motherfucker. Or B, did I just say A, A or B? Yo, what the fuck did I... Yo, I am really waved yet. It's free to me. I think I just said A, A, B or A, B, B. Man's got the alphabet literally murked. Okay, let's go. Or C, they just think I'm really fucking strong. Do you know what I mean? And they're impressed and they want to they wanna look at me and learn from me. All of those things are fine with me. If you're in the gym and you're new and you want to get in there, get in there. Look at people training, try out new shit and find your comfort zones. Or if you want to be even more for her and you're a bit, you know, introverted and you don't want to look at people and you want to be on your own, head to a gym, go when it's quiet if you can. For for reference, quiet times are like usually pretty late at night, you know, probably after nine o'clock, 10 o'clock or early in the morning. I'm talking between the hours of like six and eight or in midday, midday when everyone's at work, you know, 12 to one-ish. 12 till 3-ish, whatever you want to go. I don't give a fuck. Um, but yeah, mate, just go on YouTube. If you want to learn, you know, a lot of people have focus areas. Oh, what's the best way to lose weight off my hips uh, and my back? Yo, quick YouTube search. Quick YouTube video. Hit that shit up, baby. Look at all the different exercises that you can do. You know, there might be 10 different variations you can do for your back, 10 different variations you can do for your hips. And then get in that gym and try them all. And find the ones that you relate with the best, the ones that you find the most comfortable, but also challenge you the right way and that you enjoy, you find a sense of enjoyment from, and then do them. That Honestly, for me, it's such a fun thing in the gym, is trying shit for the first time. Even now, I'm years, years, years deep. But like today, today, training back, I tried a new variation of row that I've never tried, ever. And it felt fucking great. I loved it. I was like, wow, this is cool as shit. This is new. I use the preacher curl machine. I say machine. There's like a, It's like a piece of floor equipment where people lean over it and do bicep curls. And I moved it, picked it up and moved it where the cable row was and then leant over the preacher curl so I was at like a forward leaning angle and rode inverted into my chest. It was fucking sick. But that's the fun. Do you know what I mean? The fun is crafting your own art and to me exercising is an art man i don't know it's a way of expression i mean i love it i love it so much and that's what's so fun about it is when you start the gym craft your experience man you do what you want to do you do it your way and then you know what in two months time when you found the basic exercises that you like when you found the basic variations of things that you like to do when you've worked out ways to hit your muscle groups hit me up and I'll help you advance that. I'll help you find new ways to fuck that shit up. I'll help you with plans and ideas and how to increase it. That's what I've told everyone recently that's hit me up that's new. Is like, look, man, a lot of people that are new to the gym are like, I'm going to get a PT. I'm going to get a PT. Yeah. Brand new to the gym. I'm going to get a PT. Cool. Okay. A personal trainer. What does he know about you? Fuck all. Does he care about you that much? No. Most of them are on an hourly rate at the gym. They just get paid regardless. Okay. 
but calm. Okay, I'm going to show you basic exercises. This is a cable row. But you might be better at pendulum row. You might be better at a barbell row. You might feel comfortable doing a dumbbell row. But the PT is only showing you a cable row. The PT is only showing you a tricep overhead extension. But you might be better at a straight bar pull down extension. You might be better at a tricep push down. You might be better at a tricep kickback. You might be better at all sorts, skull crusher. You know, bench. Ah, oh, here we go. This is dumbbell bench press. But you might feel more comfortable doing barbell. You might feel more comfortable just doing tricep flies. Sorry, uh, chest flies, cable flies, you name it. The point I'm making here is people that are new to the gym always talk about getting a PT. But the truth is PTs are just going to give you very, very, very generic exercises. They're the basics for a lot of things. They're not necessarily going to be the way you find comfort in the gym. And the problem is, when they give you these ways of training, you're training to everyone else around you standard. That's what's been so fun for me around the gym, is I train to my standard and do what the fuck I want to do with my variations and make it fun. I make it an enjoyable experience. When you follow a PT brand new to the gym, if you're brand new and you've got a PT going, this is what you do, this is what you do, this is what you do, the truth is, you're not making your experience unique. You're making it very lackluster and very set in a way. The problem is, when you learn those ways early, Odds are you'll do it for a month and fall off because you're stopping the experience. You do what the PT told you to do because you think that's right and you keep doing it and guess what? It gets really fucking boring and then you fall off and you don't do it anymore and you stop going to the gym and then in six months time you'll be wondering why you gave up at the gym. The truth is it's because you never actually took the time to work out what the fuck it is about the gym that you love. That's the great thing about starting is that unique experience to find what you love about the gym, what you love with your body, what you want to focus so yeah, basically guys, bottom line, uh, I'm a gym loving freak, uh, and I'm a lot happier, I'm feeling good, like really good, really, really good, and like, oh, you know what, I'll quit five minutes on it, to those of you that are like, interested in the podcast, interested in cod sports, interested in that side of things, Truth is, guys, I just, I don't care anymore. I don't mean that in a bad way because I feel freed from it. I feel good about the fact that I don't care. This podcast for me was originally something that I started to get an insight into the lives of people, okay? An insight into the lives of esports professionals, Call of Duty specifically. And by no fault of theirs, it's not their fault, but very quickly I realized that all their lives are very much the fucking same. Yeah, I played COD from a young age. Yeah, I was competitive. I did some other sports when I was younger. Then I started doing competitive COD. This was my favorite COD. This is what I did. And now I play COD for a living. There's only so many times I can have that conversation before I start to itch my head and get very fucking bored. And the thing for me about podcasting is that when I podcast, I have to have some interest in what I'm speaking about. If I'm not enjoying what I'm speaking about, it comes across very obvious to both me, the guest, and you guys as a listener, in my opinion. So, as of recent, I haven't podcasted with any COD people, not because I don't have the guest pool, because I do. I do have guest pool. Plenty of people I could have messaged or picked from. Plenty of people that have hit me up saying, oh, come on. I've had pros and ex-pros hitting me up, like, yeah, bro, I'm free this date if you want to rock. And I've got back to them, like, yeah, I'm I'm not really going to be doing it that time, or I'm not going to do it that time. The truth is, is I'm just bored of it. 
I'm bored of speaking about something that ultimately I'm not that passionate about anymore. I never thought I'd say, but I'm growing out of Call of Duty. Do you know what I mean? It's bizarre to think because for so many years, it's all I've done. For so many years, Call of Duty has been my baby. Since I was, what, 12, 13, you know what I mean? COD 4 days, yo. Mod 2, hello. Black Ops 2, like, yo, this shit was my life. COD was the fucking absolute best thing. And now I'm like, yeah, I just, uh, I don't care for it. And sadly, because I don't care for it, I don't care so much for it as an eSport, I really have not been watching the eSport too much. And therefore, I also feel I would be doing it a, a disservice to be speaking to people who ultimately deserve more attention and more in-depth review prior to the conversation because I wouldn't be offering it at the minute. That passion is not there. That desire to 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 look and to assess their career and to assess their current performance, to assess the COD League as a whole right now just isn't there. So, yeah, for those of you that have been wondering about the podcast, I uh, I actually want to start doing more podcasts like this. Open format, just a conversation. Me and you guys, not always me and you guys, but sometimes, you know, maybe more often than not, me and the guest, just kicking shit, talking shit, um, and just enjoying ourselves. Do you know what I mean? I think that's what I think that's what makes podcasting the most enjoyable experience is when you get to listen to a person or two people speak about something they're passionate about or give an opinion on something that you might not necessarily agree with and find common ground and, and, and you know and find a reason to have a different opinion and I think that's the great thing about podcasting as a whole as a platform and and as a format it's it's such an enjoyable thing um and for me the enjoyment isn't there when it comes to COD esports I feel like I'm doing it out of a pressure for a supply to a community as opposed to doing it for myself so yeah um still gonna be podcasting that's why I've done this one tonight. You know what I mean? It's two. It was two eight two ish eight two ten past two when I started. It's now going on half three, um, and that's just because you know what? Like I, I just felt like talking for it. I mean, uh, and I feel like I owe you guys that. I feel like I owe you guys a conversation. Um, so yeah, love you all. Um, refuse to be average. You know what I mean by that now because I explained it at the start. So go and refuse to be average. Strive to be fucking excellent. Okay. Be terrified of the word average. Be terrified of it. Be averageophobic. Okay. Be fucking terrified of that word. And excel. Just constantly exceed what it is you wanted to do. Be better every day. That's my plan. Do you know what I mean? No matter what I do, that is my fucking plan, baby. Just be better. Be fucking better. Right. I'm going upstairs, I'm having a glass of milk and usually I'd have a cheese and onion sandwich but you know, because it's that clean eating, I'm going to be a good boy and go to bed. <laughs> I'm serious as well, like dead serious. I'm going straight to bed, don't you fucking dare Josh, do you hear me you little bastard, don't you fucking dare open that fridge. Glass of milk only, then bed, okay, bye, love you.